Okay, let's say you're at a cocktail party. And there's someone there you really want to impress, like a potential client or a snobby podcast host, you know, someone really important like that. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm really glad to finally meet you. You're Brian, and you're having a nice conversation. Everything's going along swimmingly. You've definitely got them interested in what you're saying. Until... So I'm really chomping at the bit to get things going. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, look at the time. Well, have your people call my people. I'm going to go over there now. Wait, what happened? So I'm really chomping at the bit to get things going. Um, yeah. So I'm really chomping at the bit. Um, yeah. Chomping at the bit. I'm sorry to have to tell you, but you're saying it wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and this is You're Saying It Wrong, the podcast. Each episode, we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus. And we'll dive into what we get wrong, and sometimes what we get right, when we try to speak this weird English language. By the way, it's champing at the bit, not chomping. To champ means to make a biting and chewing action with the jaws and teeth, like a horse does with a bit in its mouth. Which, now that I think about it, isn't that much different from chomping. But better safe than sorry, right? Go with champing. Anyway, before we go any further, let's say hi to our language experts, the people who really know what they're talking about here, Kathy and Ross Petrus. Hey there, Kathy. You're talking to us from sunny Seattle, Washington, right? Well, yeah, sunny Seattle. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> it's, it's, we're in our gray phase now, which will last for the rest of the year <laughs> and more. <laughs> Don't get me started. And Ross, uh, you're coming to us from Toronto, Ontario. That's right. Toronto, Canada. Nice, warm, sunny com Toronto, Canada. Is it true that... Canadians don't say the second T in Toronto? The way There are three ways of saying Toronto. Toronto, if you're from out of town. Toronto, if you're here, you've been here about five years. And Toronto, if you've been here forever. So what we're going to do each time out, uh, Kathy and Ross will have sent me a word. And uh, this word is hopefully something that I don't know. But all they're doing is sending me a word, and then I'm going to try to say it. And um, what you've sent me this time, Kathy and Ross, I, you know, I feel like I know a lot of words. I don't feel like a dummy. I'm not a genius, but I feel like I know a lot of words. This one, this time out, I have absolutely no idea what it is. I'm going to spell it, and then I'm going to try to say it, and then we'll just see what happens. The word is M-O-E-T. That's M-O-E-T. And it's got a capital M, and I'm going to assume that that was on purpose. Um, so this is probably a proper noun of some sort, maybe a place name or a person's name. And I feel like I never want to actually pronounce the word the way it looks, so... What my instinct is telling me to do is to say something like moe, but I don't think that's what it is. I think I'm going to actually pronounce it the way it looks. I think this is some kind of head fake you guys gave me, and I'm, I'm going to pronounce it moet. Wow. Wow. Fletcher. Wow. <laughs> Did I get it? You're you're slightly off. Slightly okay. only. But the key was that T. You're absolutely a boy. We didn't catch him, Ross. <laughs> it's really interesting because both Kathy and I made the mistake and we pronounced it Moe, which is absolutely wrong. Most people in the world, except those who either work for the company or great sophisticates, say moe it should be say yeah, we should backtrack and explain what it is is a is a french champagne 
it's a it's a it's a really good French champagne. And that's the that's the problem because it's a French champagne. People have that tendency to go to a restaurant. They're trying to impress their date or whatever and go and a bottle of the Moet. And instead, it should be Mouet, like M-W-E-T-T, Mouet. Mouet. Et Chandon, yes. You shouldn't even really say Moet, but we argue that in English, you know, there's no such thing as a moi sound in English. So it's okay to say Moet. So tell me, is this is it named after a location, an area in France? Where does the name come from? Well, there's a real interesting problem with this. It's actually a Dutch name. And it was a famous champagne that was begun in, I think, the mid-1700s. And the guy, even though he was um, he lived in France, he was actually of Dutch origin. So the name, the temptation is to pronounce it as you think French is pronounced. That would be Moet. But in this case, the name is Dutch, so it's Moet. But, now here we go. Here's another problem with language that always happens. Moet, according to a lot of Dutch people, is a really odd name, and they don't know it. So the key thing I think really here is how do the people pronounce it who produce the champagne? They pronounce it wet, and so should we. But I have to interject. The funny thing with it is, though, because so many people say moe, and this is one of those things that happens when a mispronunciation becomes more common or sounds righter, if you will, in your ear than the wrong thing. Uh, like a public relations person for Moet in New Zealand said that when she says it the right way, people correct her. And she's the one who works for the company. So it, it gets problematic. So when in doubt, order Veuve Clicquot or something like that. Skip the Moet altogether. But it's a really interesting problem, though. With I mean, what really f- struck us when we were doing research for this book is there are a lot of etymologies. There are a lot of like people talking about the background of a word, but very few people really can be sure of anything. Incidentally, though, I have a question for you. Do you know what those little two little dots over... Moet is, you spelled it correctly, M-O-E-T, but to be really correct, you have to put two little dots over the E. Do you know what they're called in English? Uh, all I know is umlaut. Umlaut is close. <laughs> it's German, that one. In English, it's diaresis. That's a particularly useless bit of language uh, (laughs) trivia. (laughs) Well, I was just going to jump in and say the thing that gets me with something like wet, it's, um, it's what's called a hyper foreignism. And it's when people see a word and because it's, it's foreign or what's called a loan word, it's a word that came from another language. They have this tendency to think it should be pronounced the way other things in that language are. There you get moe. Another one is coup de gras is what people say. C-O-U-P de de grace, it's spelled. But it's not pronounced coup de gras. You think it should be, but it's coup de grass, really. Grass. Grass, yes. Do you know what coup coup de gras, if you pronounce it coup de gras, coup de gras means a a merciful stroke that used to be used, for example, killing someone who was about to die. You give them a coup de gras. Coup de gras means dollop of fat, which I don't think has the same (laughs) meaning at all. So that's the danger of English, because we have so many imported words. We get a little, like, uh, wacko when it comes to pronouncing them and sort of overdo the let me sound like a native French speaker or Spanish speaker, and you end up sounding like an idiot, frankly. Or not really an idiot, but you don't sound right. But the one thing is also, though, people mispronounce French words in different ways or pronounce them correctly according to where they're from. Here's what I'm going to throw to you guys, both of you. How do you pronounce the word F-O-Y-E-R? It's originally a French word. Uh, I'm a little snobby, so I generally say foyer. Oh, wow. Oh, no, Very, wow. Fire. He's great. Okay, <laughs> Kath, how do you say it? 
Foyer, I say. Okay, I say foyer. I, I'm one of those people who says it's spelled foyer, even though it was from the French. I, I only will accept foyer on HGTV if it's like a design. Exactly. I'm one of those people, too. I say foyer. But you can almost do a geographical distribution of people. Brits tend to say foyer. Canadians tend to say foyer. And Americans tend to say foyer. And it, it's always interesting to see how language, how French words or foreign words enter into a language. And depending on where you where you speak that English, it, it's different. You can always tell someone that way. I wonder, Kathy, uh, you, you said that you say foyer because it's spelled foyer. What about a word like rendezvous? You're not saying rendezvous. You're actually, yes, I am. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm horribly tempted, though, you realize. You're absolutely right. I think what it is is... Um, You've really stumped me on that one. Why is it that certain words I just say, damn it, it's foyer? Um, I, I think to me there's that snobbery with the foyer. And I and I apologize since you just said you said it, and I'm not intimating that you're a snob. Oh, I called myself that. That's okay. Thank you. You're very kind. Um, I, I think it's just that it was originally here in the United, in, in the United States, I should say, as foyer. Um, it was a room in a theater. Well, no, it was foyer initially in, in, in English when it was a word in the theater. But when it came to the States, it was foyer because that's how it was spelled. And now we've sort of gone back to the foyer because people think it sounds classier. So on one level, it's absolutely correct. But on another level, when it first came to here, it was foyer. So I'm being a purist of sorts. <laughs> you could argue that you're a purist either way, actually. So... There's something to uh, trying to sound classy and trying to sound like you know what you're talking about that gets you in a little bit of trouble. So trying to say mouet as moet because it looks French and uh, trying to say foyer as foyer because you're trying to sound uh, like you know something. Um, this seems to be a, sort of a common problem in English. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially, as we were saying, with the, with, the, with the foreign imports, especially with the French ones in particular, because I think we all... Well, many of us, I should say most of us, love how French sounds. And it does sound so like, you know, so continental, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. but for example, like some things in French, like phrases we use aren't really used in French, but we, but Americans will use them or Canadians or whatever, because they sound classy. And a French person will look at you and go like, what are you talking about? Like Doctor Who, Allons-y, they don't say really in France. Because it's like, it's very formal, what they're using. So it's it's a very weird, very English problem, that, that, that trying to sound intellectual and blowing it. And I think the one thing I'd like to say, though, is I think it's a problem of enthusiasm. So I, you can't really fault people, because it's awful. I mean, it, you are enthusiastic about something. You do want to sound like you know what you're talking about. And it, I think it's great that you're trying. It's just that, unfortunately, sometimes you end up doing it wrong. <laughs> But English is a really accommodating language. I think it's unusually so. The French have like a, uh, you know, a cadamie to make sure you speak this way of speaking French. English doesn't have any way. There's no one officially there to tell you how to say something or how to speak in a certain way or not. So I think with that great freedom comes a lot, comes a little bit excessive freedom sometimes too. We try to be polite and try to sound like the other person and we end up kind of blowing it we're just trying to get along that's all it is well it's like it's true though i mean it's it's and i think also though i, I repeat myself but there's something kind of fun um about pronouncing it with that like sort of flair it, it, you kind of get off on it in a certain way you know what i mean it's like you feel kind of like oh, oh la, la, when you're saying something even if it's wrong you know so what would your advice be to someone who wanted to order the muet in in a restaurant 
like we said earlier, Veuve Clicquot instead. <laughs> no, in truth, I, I, my theory is like, first of all, in the restaurant, they don't really care because you're going to be paying for that wet and it won't be cheap. So I think say Moet if you want, for heaven's sake. I would try to stick with Moet. I mean, because the one thing we found is like, we're not trying to tell you how to pronounce something, but the purpose of language is to get a point across clearly and not have the person look at you oddly. And I mean, or go like, what's he talking about or what's she saying? So I would go with like the generally, what we tried to do in the book is what do most people, how do most people pronounce this word or what's the generally acceptable way of pronouncing the word? Mwet, the mm -hmm. company pronounces it Mwet. It's the official supplier to the Queen of England. I imagine Queen Elizabeth says Mwet. I think we should probably stick with Mwet in this case. I think you should just point to it at the menu. <laughs> That's true, too. Okay, guys. Well, this being our inaugural show, uh, let's crack open a bottle of the Mwet or maybe the Moe, depending on uh, who you are and where you are, and uh, call this a good one for our first time out. Beautiful. Great. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, with help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens, marketing and design by Beth Golay and Jordan Kirtley, in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find it at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross Petras have written plenty of other stuff, including the new book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, out on Tuesday, September 4th. And they're always up to something. You can check out their other work and whatever else they've got going on through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us today, or whenever you're listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Oh, and one more thing. We ran this episode through some auto-transcription software, and when it spit out the results, the computer didn't have any problem recognizing when I said the word foyer. But when Kathy and Ross said foyer, it had no idea what they were talking about. Huh. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>